0: I don't think I'm overselling it when I think if a couple embraces this one thing, Hmm. it has the potential, unlike anything else, to transform hearts Mm. and to transform your marriage as a result. Yes. And like I said, I'm not trying to just be, you know, this grandiose claim, but the thing is, is just getting into God's word.
1: We can be grandiose and claiming it because it is God's word and there's nothing more wonderful and life-giving and alive and authoritative than his word.
0: So we're going to be tackling that that idea of what what is it look like for a couple to get in God's Word together, okay? Demystifying yeah, some of the stuff yeah, around Yeah, because I that. think
1: we, yeah, we become too numb and just kind right. of indifferent about reading God's Word and, yeah, I should have my devotionals. Ah, I didn't have them today. Oh, grace. Uh, so we're going to talk about those feelings, I think, and emotions around that.
0: All right. Sounds like a plan. We'll see you on the other side.
1: Welcome to the Fierce Marriage Podcast, where we believe that marriage takes a fierce tenacity that never gives up and refuses to give in.
0: Here we'll share openly and honestly about all things marriage, sex, communication, finances, priorities,
1: purpose, and
0: everything in between.
1: Laugh, ponder, and join in on candid, gospel-centered conversations.
0: This is
1: Fierce Marriage.
0: We're going to tackle this topic really from our own recent experience. You know, we've always been uh, Bible readers, always been fans of the Bible.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Big fans.
0: As if we're the ones to approve of it. Right. right? It is the, you know, it doesn't need our approval to be God's inerrant and holy word. Oh, yes. We get to humbly approach it and let it change us, Mm. right? But the point I'm trying to make is that, yeah, we're going to, hopefully you won't feel like, oh, here's the Fredericks coming at this from this high, you know, perch of holy biblical knowledge, <laughs> right? But really we just want to share an experience recently that we've had in diving into God's word even deeper than we ever have mm-hmm. and how we came about to do that. What, what the path led to that. Yeah. Um, and then we want to examine um, really why God's word has these transformative, uh, capabilities mm. and not only capability. I, it's so hard to talk about God's word as if it's some, it's somehow equivalent to anything else. Right. <laughs> it doesn't, true. it can't just like do, it can't It ben- doesn't just benefit us. Right. Right. It is what it is. Mm. And when the more we sit under its authority, and I do mean that, that wording, we sit under its authority, the more it does what it does. Right. And that is reveal to us the yeah. character of God, instruct us in the ways of God and stir our hearts in our affections for God. Right. And uh, this yeah. is the
1: way we are called to live. Uh, unequivocally.
0: <laughs> unequivocally. Uh, And so I'm thankful for God's word this morning. And so we're hoping to this morning, it's morning time when we're recording. this.
1: (laughs) I think we're uh, hoping to uproot some of those old beliefs or responses or just kind of behaviors around Bible reading Mm. um, that we've kind of had the Lord uproot in our own hearts. So praying this is this transparency will be. Helpful and encouraging, and kind of a little spur in the behind if you need one as well. Put a little
0: burr in your saddle. There
1: you
0: go. <laughs> <laughs> cool. So uh, we'll get right into that in a second. First, our housekeeping. So I want to say thank you to everyone who has left a rating and a review. Uh, thank you. If you haven't had a chance to do that, please go to iTunes or wherever you get your podcasts and write a little rating, leave a little review. Um, Is that right? Leave a rating, write a review, Uh, whatever you think this podcast has earned. We just uh, what it does is it helps others realize that this content is worth their time. The sea of podcasts is growing. It feels like exponentially. It's like everybody. It's like it's like blogs ten years ago. Everybody had a blog, right? Well. This helps uh, get the content that we we believe is strong and gospel-centered and helpful. Mm. It kind of uh, rises it maybe above some of the fray, some of the noise. For
1: now. For, For now. now.
0: For now, as long as we're able, which is actually the next thing. <laughs> uh, you guys, I actually read this morning that there is some serious uh, censorship happening mm. in some various social media outlets. Mm. I do consider iTunes to be kind of on that end of the spectrum. They're not just uh they're not worldview agnostic. Okay. Right. They have Nobody opinions. Is. Nobody it's, is And and we love I get technology is a gift. I get all that. We're using it right now. Um it's also it's it's kind of worries it makes me not I don't worry because God is good and all that and I know he's sovereign, but I just know that we need to be aware and cognizant of the fact that, you know, this type of communication about the gospel about saying hey the bible is the truth it's not just whatever we feel it is that's not going to be possible forever i really think there's going to be a time when that's not going to be welcome in places like itunes and spotify and whatnot so with that said, we're trying to be strategic and laying some of the groundwork for independence. And one of the ways we're doing that is through patreoncom slash Marriage. Mm. Now, this is another thing. Patreon isn't—it's uh, there, right? It's in <laughs> the Silicon Valley. It's part of, but they—but uh, we're hoping that we can um, still leverage their 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 platform. To build a community of people to really keep this thing funded. Um, And part of that is uh, by keeping ads off, but also keeping the message unadulterated by, uh, by, I don't know, agendas. Other than we just want to make God's word and him great in marriages. So anyway, we'd love to partner with you. Long pitch. We'd love to partner with you on Patreon. If that's something God is leading you to do, just go to patreon.com slash fierce marriage. There are lots of benefits like free books, free rings. There's even an online course that will be, that is, we just rolled out well it's in beta right now so it's not available now but it will be <laughs> in january point is is there's stuff there yeah. um, to be had but yeah okay let's do the let's do the talk okay
1: well i just want to say real quick we we are in the middle of our beta right now so the the trial run of this gospel centered marriage course and mm. we could use your prayers friends we could use your use your prayers and just um, yeah i guess i think just prayers mm. because we want it to be valuable but we're...
0: We had some serious technical difficulties. We did, this, and it
1: was a little disheartening, I think.
0: It really it was did the like, sound. take the wind out of my sails. <laughs> when, when
1: all you have is sound with people, like you're doing, we're doing Zoom calls, and we're talking with um, a big group of people, and we're teaching, and we're going through different assignments and whatnot, and we're also... So they're going through this beta course, and they're mm-hmm. also going to be giving us feedback as well. However, when you, all you have is sound, and the sound is muddled, I mean... Talk about the worst thing that could ever happen. <laughs> yeah, so we're going to go
0: through and re-record the first beta yes. session so yes. that people who are late to the game...
1: But I'm not surprised, right? It's obvious there's going to be a need here. There <laughs> is a need here. There's some spiritual warfare trying to happen, and God is good, and we're just resting in his sovereignty and his you know, capability yeah. to get through technology no yeah. matter what. So we're just going to... We could just use prayers yeah. all, all yeah. around.
0: Yeah. Uh, And again, it's gospel centered marriage. It's not just a course. Lena said the word course. It's actually like an ecosystem of there's a main course and then there's many supplemental courses that will be a part of it. We've mm. never, how many Zoom calls have we done? We've never had a problem. <laughs> and then now when we do this, it's our first one. The one, one with... that
1: we're talking about, what gospel-centered marriage actually means, what that looks like. Yeah, the devil. <laughs> <laughs> Devil's <laughs> in the computer. <laughs> it's it's <laughs> the devil. Anyway. Nope, we don't give him that much power. Yeah, but anyways. Anyway. God is good. So just your prayers for that would yeah. be greatly appreciated, uh, just, depending yeah. on when you're listening to this. but. Yeah. Okay, so.
0: So, okay, we, the whole, Selena said, okay, w- what is God doing and what do we need to share with the podcast audience? Because obviously we want to be responding to God's leadership. And I just thought immediately, he's been transforming us mm. and not only our habits, but because of the result of changed habits, which mm. we'll get into how that happened, um, we're reading more than ever mm. in God's word. Mm-hmm. And, uh, I was actually with a group of guys, um, actually, no, it was during the, the, we did a and a after the first session oh, of this yeah. beta and some, one of the gals said that she really appreciates Selena's transparency around anger. And I said, well, it's really cool is that while she's very transparent, kind of self deprecating on I'm talking about you, uh, watching you go through God's word in this level of intensity, which I've never seen you do is transformed that aspect of your personality almost mm-hmm. in that you have more patience, you have more understanding, more empathy for me, for our girls. I've noticed you, uh, just change, transform. And I, I'm the beneficiary. I'm the frontline beneficiary of whatever heart transformation happens in my wife. Well, and I'm, I'm just so, it's so overt and obvious. To
1: and me. God is good to me too, because in those instances I feel not feel, but I know that I'm being obedient and that kind of trumps the emotions that might be railing against what action I'm engaging in. So if I'm not feeling patient with the children, but I re- I respond patiently I feel that affirmation of okay this is obedience this is teaching them this is modeling Christ this is this like the affirmation is so much quicker and clear because I've been reading the Bible I'm I'm knowing the Lord I'm understanding his purposes and and his discipline hmm. disciplining my children is much clearer it's much easier it's much more rewarding, which, well, is, which what? are things you don't say about discipline often. Like, Yeah. because And even just responding to them, it can get so wearisome, right? And yes, I'm human. Ryan can tell you the last couple of days, they've been a bit rough because our margin has been gone. Um, it's been chipped away at by many things that are all good and worthy, um, but there's just been some holy tension here, and hmm. I've been trying to kind of navigate all of that. Um, yeah.
0: And so- Well, what would normally happen- in those cases is you would feel almost the sense of indignation because of the kid they're overstepping their bounds or I've somehow, uh, you know, offended you. Mm-hmm. And so that I think what's happened is, and I'm just kind of speculating here. We could dig further into this, but what's happened is that that sense of self-righteousness has been replaced or that sense of indignant indignance mm-hmm. of like, it's not just, I'm going to discipline you, but why should I even have to do this? Mm-hmm. Right. It's not this just that I'm frustrated, but why can't You're you, four.
1: Just- why can't you get your life together? <laughs> But, I don't say those things, but I think as parents, we tend to think those things. We forget. Well, you, you would right? have
0: feelings, and then you'd have feelings about your feelings, yes. and you would say, "I'm mad, but I'm also mad because I shouldn't have to be mad, right. and I'm mad because I'm, I have to be mad right now." Right. And that, to me, has been kind of supplanted or replaced with uh, a, a deeper patience and this sense of uh, like instructing your kids is honoring God well
1: and all the word all the the narration that's happening in my own head the voices the the mm. replay right of like you should like you shouldn't talk to your kids like that you should be more patient you should just that guilt and right. that I wouldn't call it conviction it's definitely guilt and shame um that is has been muted much more wow and so that's what has truly I God yeah. has just been working in my heart and in my mm. mind in my soul um through lots of scripture reading but I think It'd be good to to just ask a few questions maybe, but I, I, I wanna say that this was the reading was spurred on by community, whether that be online community or and or face to face. I think it was a combination of both.
0: Which I think this could be fall into that. Um sure. into that same kind of purview, right, where you you don't know the the originator of this Bible plan that you're reading. You don't know her personally. Right, right. But you were able to be ministered to by God using Yes, her and yes. her platform. Yes,
1: and, and people so that this I could do fall know. Into that. Yeah, face to face. So,
0: so this could be, ladies and gentlemen, this could be your call. Yeah, that's what I think. What we're trying to say is what I'm trying to say is that this could be the thing that God uses to catalyze uh, a change mm. in your affections for Scripture, your desire to let it bear more weight more often in your mm-hmm. life. Um, I want to start with this quote, and then we're going to get into some questions that we can ask uh, uh, that might. I don't know, spur some thought, but this quotes Martin Luther says, let the man who would hear God speak, read Holy scriptures. Hmm. Let the man who would hear God speak, read Holy scriptures. Uh, another quote I've heard, I can't remember who, who said it, but is they said, if you want to hear God speak, <laughs> or if you, if you want to hear God's voice, uh, read the Bible. If you want to hear God's voice out loud, read the Bible out loud. Right. And we actually had a very lengthy debate in our um, little, we had a church gathering at, at a friend's house. And uh, me and three other guys were talking about how to communicate prayer with uh, uh, one of the guys' his seven-year-old son, and uh, he, we were we, for an hour. We talked about how to do this, mm. and we just we talked about the nature of prayer and what is Christian prayer. And one of the things that I always harp on, and this is I don't know if it's right. I I, I think there's lots of room for grace in these in these conversations, right? But one conviction that I have is that God has given to us everything we need for life and godliness he has Mm -hmm. given us his revelation the the gift that it is to have god's revealed decree his word his law we oftentimes forget that god didn't have to leave anything right he didn't have to send anything he didn't have to give us his inerrant word that is so rich and self uh verifying and Mm. and so widely accepted as a valid true and accurate historical document he didn't have to give us that we take it for granted. We, we take yeah. it for granted. And so the reason why that relates to prayer is we we're talking to uh and I, so his son's question was, I pray and I don't hear anything from God. Hmm. I I say the words and he doesn't say anything back. Mm. And and so we are we were talking through what is why is he not listening? You know, is, does God ever speak in that way? If mm-hmm. he does, he does in the Bible. He speaks in audible ways. He also speaks in inaudible ways how does he speak of the life of a, of a Christian nowadays? And so I always fall back on, yes, there are exceptions to the rule and there are senses. There are times when God will reveal something to us outside of, it's not extra biblical, but it's mm-hmm. not at while we're reading God's word. Does that mm-hmm. make sense? But one of the things we landed on is that he would never give us anything that's not already in his word, mm-hmm. right? That's called special knowledge. That's what cults come from. Yeah. <laughs> uh, hidden knowledge. That's where cults come from. Right. Uh, God would never say anything that's, Outside of His Word to us, because it has to be verified by His Word, mm-hmm. and that's and so in a lot of ways it it is His Word, and I think the Holy Spirit's gracious in impressing upon us or, or unearthing truths in His Word that we have never seen. That maybe there's a verse sitting in our hearts somewhere, right. in the in a corner of our hearts, right. and and so anyway, the whole point is that God's Word is the the means through which uh, we we hear from Him.
1: Well, and I will say, um, you know, we are talking about one of the best things you can do for your marriage is to read Scripture in bulk together. Um, And I think one of the biggest things that we've seen is that once we started reading, we aren't reading the same plans. We're doing different plans, but we're reading a lot of scripture, but, and we'll, I'll define that in a minute, but we, I'm, we're also seeing all these different threads throughout our days and through our life, you know, life together overall, but through our days, you know, I can, I can mention, Hey, I was reading, I literally was reading Leviticus, but we're done with that. And he's been learning about like Leviticus, Numbers, Deuteronomy in seminary. And so the Lord is so gracious and, and you may not be in seminary, right? You may just be reading your Bible, which is so great, but there's themes, there's, there's God is so good and gracious mm. to, sh- to reveal himself to us, to see mm. the, the bigness of covenant, right? The grandiose th- thing that it is that binds us together and what that means, what that looks like, why God shows that way mm. to interact with his people. Um, there's so much rich meaning and he's so faithful mm. to show us that. So I guess just to encourage you that scripture and prayer doing it in bulk. There's nothing, there really is nothing better that you can be doing together. I mean, if you're at a point, maybe you're just feeling discouraged, right? You're frustrated. You're feeling alone in your marriages. These are messages we get daily folks that we're searching like for, we can't connect. We are, I can't, I don't know how to love my spouse because they're just unlovable. I feel very alone in my marriage. Mm. I feel like there's infidelity happening or there's an addiction happening. I don't know what to do. And, Mm. Are we saying go read your bible? Absolutely. That should be one of the first biggest and most things that most things, most things that you should be doing. Is that the only thing we should be doing in those extreme cases? Probably not because the bible does say for us to like, get wisdom, know. right? And get understanding and do yeah. that with counselors yeah. and see yes, seek outside counsel for mm. the struggles that you're facing. These are not Selena and Ryan ideas. These are things that we have dug up right. in the word and god is so good in that and so kind of our experience in this whole again we grew up in the bible
0: i want to pause i'm sorry on that these questions right we're trying to see okay you asked do you feel discouraged frustrated or alone in your marriage another one that the question i don't think you asked it but are you searching for the next thing that will make you feel better about yourself
1: yeah i mean i was just kind of a around a marriage. Bit. Are
0: are you struggling to know what it means to love your spouse because they f- seem unlovable? Um, okay, so this, these questions beg more questions about the role of Scripture in the Christian life. Mm. And that's what I want to push back on yeah. just for a minute. Uh, we treat it, um, we tend to treat Scripture like it's uh, a pill to be swallowed. Uh, when we had a headache, mm. or when we need a remedy, when mm. there's a sickness felt, let's go to the remedy. Some that's true in a sense, but it's more than that. That's what I'm trying right. to. The like, Bible
1: is life. Like the
0: Bible is not a, a, a series of incantations for, for to fix what ails us. Right. It's not that, you guys. It is God's revealed decree his word, his very character, his very,
1: like, it's about him, not us.
0: <laughs> it is about him. And it's about his, it, it's it chronologues, the story of, of his redemption of mm-hmm. his chosen people, because he wants to show us how loving he is and right. how good and how powerful he, wants, he yes, is. He
1: wants and, to define love for us.
0: And so those truths of scripture, they end up having a, a, a medic, um, a medicinal effect because the more we realize God is in control, the more peace we have. Like there is a sense that we get something from. It. I'm not saying well, we don't get think, things from it, but I just it's not. That's not its purpose. I think we its don't purpose. realize.
1: I think we don't realize how dry and thirsty our souls are. Like we turn on this little faucet, and we get a little drip. And we're like, oh yeah, it's good, man. Mm-hmm. Feel better. But until we like just turn on the faucet full bl- full blast and are just being washed over, we don't realize mm-hmm. how dry and how lifeless. We are, and how we think we're surviving. Right. We may even think we're thriving, but until you turn on that faucet 100%, hmm. and you're diving in, and we're going to define what it means right now to hmm. bulk read your Bible. What does that mean? What does that mean? It means minimum of five chapters per day, or, and or 30 plus minutes per day. Minimum. So minimum.
0: Just, so you're just, you're just diving right in.
1: Unless, well... I mean, sort
0: of. Well, because okay, bulk versus what I think is bulk what? versus okay. So, we, so you just jumped like four steps down the line. <laughs> we say some. We say to a couple, hey, let's let's you should read your Bible together. They say, yeah, we should. Let's do it. All right, let's grab let's grab Jesus Calling and let's let's read the it, it's got yeah <laughs> okay yeah uh, she gave me the <laughs> <laughs> you 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 put, pick that up like best selling book for you know thirty eight hundred years <laughs> like it's been <laughs> sold seven billion copies everybody knows this book all right you, you read a verse and then she's got jesus is saying this to you right. and oh we, we that's just so great and we're patting each other on the back we read our bible together we are awesome
1: gosh i feel connected gosh i feel on so to connected to my
0: spouse okay check let's go to the next thing and so you're saying something different right now yes and, and okay to Go through another scenario. A couple hears us, Ryan and Selena, say, "Hey, they said we should read our Bible. Okay, husband, wife, let's read our Bible. Uh, Genesis one, <laughs> and we're going to do a chapter a day for the rest of our lives. It's going to be awesome." So you start doing that, and so okay, and then that, you hit Leviticus that, that is and one. Everything dies. <laughs> <Just> <laughs> I heard one 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 scholar said, "Leviticus is the place where Bible reading Bible Bible reading plans go to die."
1: <laughs> but. <laughs> If we know the purpose behind it, the bigger picture, if we understand Mm -hmm. even some of the small stuff, Mm -hmm. guys, I'm telling you, I don't think I've been more encouraged by the word than I have been in reading Leviticus Mm. and challenged.
0: So we before we get into the bulk thing, which Selena already mentioned,
1: I jump in people, you know, this. (laughs) Except for when it's jumping your, off your boats into cold water, <laughs> here. Get,
0: there's a warming up process. <laughs> uh, the different ways to, of reading scripture, right? We've mentioned these in the past. Where uh, at least in our own lives, we've seen these three ways. There is bulk, which Selena mentioned. There's mm-hmm. also for deep study. So you've got think in terms of depth and breadth. Mm-hmm. Bulk is breadth. All right. You just want to travel a long distance, like pretty quickly. Um, you're getting the grand narrative in your guts. Then there's the depth, right? Where I might take. The first part of a, of a of a verse or a few cha- a few chapters and go into depth. I think I spent mm-hmm. yesterday morning You're through the Ezra, entire book of Ezra, but yeah. I spent an hour because I was like, "What is happening?" And there's all these different these different kings, and there's Persia, and there's Bab- Babylon, and there's all so there's a there's more study there, right. and you can there's varying degrees of depth, and then finally there's memorization, mm-hmm. which is like is locking small bits of scripture away right. in your heart in your mind. Right. So we're going to talk about bulk today because I do feel like bulking on scripture has we a very sanctifying effect i would
1: i would say that if we're being transparent here we've never done this in our marriage in 17 years of marriage together i don't think we've done this together and read books of scripture either one of us has been doing it at a time mm-hmm. and but we've never really done it together and i know it sounds crazy and having young kids and doing all the beta and doing all the things that sometimes it sounds crazy when you look at it but now i'm just like i don't know how i can I can live a day without it. I mean, John Piper, wasn't it him that said like, visit other books, but live in the Bible. I, don't
0: know. I, I, I want to say that was Spurgeon. Okay. But One of those wise guys, you know, just a couple hundred, hundred uh, years apart. It's fine. Days. It's fine. Uh, <laughs> 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 they're both wise.
1: Both wise.
0: So, so yeah, the point is that we're in... And I think what, what the difference is now is... And we say doing this together, okay? You might be saying, well, this isn't marriage material. They're just talking about reading the Bible, and marriage is just an excuse. And by all means, yes, that's what we're saying. Like, your know. your marriage is the place where yeah. you can do this together and see firsthand the sanctifying effects of it, yeah. not just in yourselves individually, but in your relationship, well, yeah, in your got, actual marriage. we're
1: being held accountable for our marriage and our families first to God. So I don't see why this would be not be a marriage like topic of this is just
0: classic Frederick right now because we're we're not the people that you listen to to get five tips all the time yes five tips for a better sex life five tips for this but we're yeah I think classically we tend to go this route where we're just let's talk about the the deep core (laughs) bedrock of your relationship and from there you can handle the rest (laughs)
1: yeah that's kind of go to your pastor you're smart
0: people listeners you know what to do
1: so our experience as of late is that we've started reading books of Scripture. Ryan's been reading it, I think, for seminary and because he's kind of started this. This He's not started, but he's been in this guy's group that's been meeting together once a week, reading and talking about Scripture. I've been reading it because a lot of moms in our uh, Classical Conversations community group, um, well, I didn't know they were all re- doing the same reading plan. And then I found out, and it feels just even that much more affirming and life-giving. Um, but, Can I
0: add to that? I am not just doing it for 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 seminary or because of this group. God is doing something, and He put in me a hunger. So I started in. I'm just trying to paint Hebrews, a
1: picture of kind of where it started. And but I'm
0: saying that it's on.
1: It's God. Sorry. It's God. Yeah. That's what I want to say. Yeah, yeah. It's not
0: Selena and Ryan decided we're going to do this thing. Like we are honestly just riding a wave that God pushed and began to roll. And so I I started Hebrews when we read Hebrews together like, yeah. like two months ago. I just carried through the rest of the New Testament from there. You you started this other plan after I think you dropped off for a few weeks. And then I just I'm in the last part of Revelation right now. Mm-hmm. And then as I finished actually no, I finished Revelation. It was such a fog, you guys, that's a that's a tough book. So finished Revelation, which by the way, the ending's awesome. Uh I so I was like, What am I gonna read now? So I read Second <laughs> Peter through in a day. Yes. One and two, first and second Peter, and then, then okay. Ezra. So All to say is it's not because we just decided. If you're listening to this, I think the first step is to pray that God would put that hunger in your guts.
1: Well, yes and no, because I just, yes, definitely pray and and ask for that hunger. But you know what? There's an obedience aspect to it as well, even when you don't feel like it, even Mm, if the hunger is not there. The hunger's there. You just haven't identified it yet. Wait a second.
0: Isn't that legalism? Nope. Isn't that being legalistic? No. How how can you demand that I stick to a schedule? That's being legalistic.
1: I'm not demanding that. I'm I'm being being, facetious. I know.
0: So I want to speak to that for a second. Sorry. You've got your agenda here. No, I have
1: things I want to... Well, yes, but I... Go ahead. Go ahead. Because,
0: Selena, what you're saying is it's okay to force yourself to fight your flesh, to... Die to yourself. Die to your flesh.
1: Is that not what Jesus did?
0: To read scripture now, the legalism is saying that if I don't read my scripture, I'm not going to heaven. That's legalism.
1: Right? Uh, Did I say that
0: sanctification <laughs> and self discipline and self control <laughs> that's born of the Holy Spirit and is the result to of God. Sa- salvation. Yes, and it's, and it's glorifying
1: is- to God. Okay, and we are called to glorify God. In other okay, words, it's
0: good to push yourself in this stuff.
1: Just jump on the ship, people. <laughs> Come on, okay. <laughs> so again, we're doing different reading plans, guys it's it's been this hunger it's been this like god again the wave of community has been reading it we've been reading it together it's just like this affirmation i feel like there's this momentum that the lord is just creating among the people that we are around right now and it's so Mm. awesome and god is so good and i guarantee you that you start reading other people start reading you start it, it just is this momentum effect and so Kind of one of the byproducts that we've been seeing in our marriage is that we've naturally been kind of giving up other things that aren't necessarily bad, but for better things. So at night the kids have been in bed, like we're pushing for that eight o'clock bedtime, so that we can sit and talk and connect. Typically we would sit, talk a little bit, and then turn on a show. Nothing bad about that, but honestly that was just kind of our default. We just kind of do it. And now mm. we're sitting we canceled some
0: canceled Netflix. Canceled Netflix because I'm just it's, sick of it. it's
1: the worst. Um, and we are sitting, talking about the things of God, talking about what we're reading in scripture, talking about the relationships that are in our lives that we're struggling with. We are connecting in, in deeper ways. It is leading us to more intimacy on every level. We'll just say that. I think Mm -hmm. that it's, we have not felt there's been more peace. I think just underlying in our hearts, uh, more patience and grace with each other. And I'm not saying like, we just read like three verses again. Scripture has just been washing over every aspect of our lives, our minds, our hearts, our souls.
0: So, so step back a little bit. We're okay. not bragging. That's what I want to make clear. Oh, no. We're testifying to what the change that has happened. And honestly, we're sitting here on a little bit ashamed, we, a little bit ashamed. I said the other day, I was like, what were we thinking that not doing this earlier? What were we thinking mm-hmm. that we weren't devoting more time Opening to our this? Bibles? opening our Bibles more For consistently. Longer periods of time. It's borne fruit and around our breakfast and dinner tables. Mm-hmm. We're reading the Bible every morning and night now with mm-hmm. our kids, which mm-hmm. that's on me. <laughs> that's on me. And God has been gracious and well, showing that and to I've,
1: me. Well, I used to be like, okay, we'll read the Bible like three times a week. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, how... With- you can worship, never me. have too much scripture. Yes, but even getting in yeah. with it with our kids every day and not just talking so, about things of God, but opening his word, reading it together.
0: I, I just, yeah, I don't want this to come across as, oh, look, they've they've just got it figured out. We're marveling and my jaw dropped yeah. at what, at my own foolishness and God's faithfulness and why why now and thank you now and not later mm-hmm. but why not sooner <laughs> i'm thinking in my head and my heart mm-hmm. and so we're we're hoping that this this episode has at least communicates the wonder of that
1: a spur a burr in your saddle
0: just put that, put that burr, in burr in your, in your saddle. saddle just just so you know like if you don't take the burr out now it's gonna hurt in like three miles and you're gonna <laughs> to take it out then so you might as well take it out sooner yeah Before.
1: (laughs) (laughs) So again, scripture, guys, this is how we know God. This is how we learn about his character, his purpose, his purpose in our marriage, his purpose in our role as husband or wife Mm. or parent or sister or brother. Right. This Mm. is this is where we learn how to live our lives and how to be loving followers of Christ, how to speak Mm. truth uh, with authority and grace and humility. Um, to know that he is sovereign no matter what our struggle is, to honor him in the struggles that we face, to Mm. lean into him, to bring glory through our obedience to Mm. him, our obedience that goes above and beyond what our our feelings are, right? It's God's revelation of himself, his decree. It's our source of purpose and wisdom.
0: Mm. There's a quote uh, by Matthew Barrett this book. If you want to learn about the authority of Scripture, there's a book called God's Word Alone, Matthew Barrett. One of the quotes in it says, apart from God's written revelation, we have no access to Christ. Mm. And, okay, think about that. Apart from receiving, reading, accepting, letting it bear weight in our hearts, uh, apart from all that, we have no access Mm. to Christ. Mm -hmm. If we didn't have the Bible, we wouldn't have special revelation. That's what it is. and That's in contrast with general revelation, which is Romans 1. I see the trees. I get that something big is out there I mm. get that something made this I see a baby being born I oh, get that man. that's a miracle yeah. that's general revelation you just see God's fingerprints on his creation mm. in our own hearts we it's that old song there's a God shaped hole right <laughs> that's, that's so corny but that's the revelation that's general revelation Yeah, special revelation and God's word is 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 it mm. uh, is the thing that is is the thing that saves us and so Without it, not only do we not hear all the things that you listed off, his decree, his character, his law, his will, all those good, gracious things that he's chosen to reveal to us, but we don't even know Christ himself. We mm. don't know God himself. We don't know how to be saved yeah. without God's word. Yeah. And so in, well, a, in a lot of ways, this conversation is not just about a better marriage. It's about eternity. Yeah. It's about knowing the God who saved us. It's about honoring him both now and into eternity and glorifying him both now and into eternity. Mm. And so... I, th- I just wanted to take a little sidebar there. Apart from the, the revealed word of God, we we would not know Christ. Did you want to share something from that? That's it. Oh. That, that's where I was going to Good for you. Go Good you. Good for me. Awesome.
1: Yeah. All right. Um, I think we should just kind of walk through a few kind of pros and cons about reading plans because just to oh, yeah. disseminate, yeah. you know, some of those thoughts and struggles we might already be having so
0: you mean dispel dispel thoughts and struggles disseminate means you're broadcasting it and kind of getting oh. it out into the masses so i want to dispel
1: it. disseminate the dispelling <laughs> <Okay. No. Yeah. laughs> uh, S- saved it guys the brain
0: no no it's all right i get people get what you're i saying.
1: don't know how i write books it's all by the grace of god sometimes yeah. so. and editors
0: <laughs> yes. by the grace of editors yes so,
1: so. One of the pros and or cons about reading plans is, well, let's go through. There's different types of reading plans first. Um, there's okay. a chronological one. What is that? Um, beginning to end kind of the...
0: Biblically timeline, you mean? Biblical so timeline, like yes. So Genesis, the, the Bible's not written chronologically. Right. So
1: Sorry, I guess I just assumed people knew that. It's a good thing to say. So it's not you, written you chronologically.
0: Would, it's not written, yeah. So you'd have to know, you'd have to have a plan to lead you through Which the chronology. Which there are
1: lot of plans even uh-huh. on the bible app all that they have chronological plans that you can just go through people mm-hmm. have already put them together for you super mm-hmm. awesome um there's groups of people that you can read the bible with so i'm actually doing the rachel Jankovic to the word to the word i don't know if she's the one that actually did it she's the one that's on her kind of ig stuff but uh what's the name of the church christ church i think in moscow they're they're putting out all mm-hmm. of that um so that's the one i've been doing um there's also different plans that are kind of like looping plans, so you read certain chapters, and then you loop back to other ones. So you're kind of always just mm-hmm. progressing through the Bible. Um, there's also you you talked about a consideration for like genre, genre. Yeah. Sorry, genre, <laughs> genre.
0: So I, I think one of the mistakes um, early Bible readers, you, you know, people that are new to kind of a book mm. mentality, mm-hmm. one of the mistakes they make is you will go hard at the beginning and you'll go hard into what's historical narrative and law, okay? Mm. So you think—and those things are great. We need them, uh, those areas of the Bible. But in terms of uh, a baby Christian life, uh, they can be rather daunting and mm. hard to understand, and you feel like you're just reading words irrelevant. that mean nothing. Yeah,
1: it feels irrelevant.
0: I can now read Roman, uh, you know, like Galatians—I'm sorry, we, I can read uh, Genesis 15, which is a whole— um,
1: that lineage or like genealogy? Genesis
0: fifteen is Ab- the Abrahamic covenant and oh. how God walked you know the smoking yes. pot through the the yes. carcasses, which by the way <laughs> that's a that'll be a teaser for you if you're curious. <laughs> I can read that now and be like, and my mind is blown. I could right. spend a week there and my mind is blown if I just read that for the first time, not knowing anything that you read in. Right. And I still the New feel Testament. like that. That's
1: the beauty of the Bible too. I think
0: so. The point is, yeah. So so recognize genres and and. uh and, and use your mind and your and wisdom around navigating through those. So some genres to consider, and there, there are different kind of breakdowns of these, but here's some ideas. Historical narrative, uh, that would be the story of God's people, um, things like 1st, 2nd Samuel, 1st, 2nd Kings, Chronicles, uh, even some of the Pentateuch, which are the first five books of the Bible fall into genre. Some of those also fall into law, which is another genre, which is God's revealed way of things for his, for his people, mm. for Israel. Mm-hmm. Uh, Leviticus, Deuteronomy are, are the books of law. Deuteronomy literally means the second law or the second iteration of the same law, hmm. Deuteronomos. Um, and then there's apocalyptic literature, which would be parts of Daniel, uh, obviously Revelation, the apocalypse. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's prophetic books and there's mi- major minor prophets. It, uh, poetic. The poetic Psalm the books, the Psalms, books the of wisdom, wisdom yeah. Proverbs. And then there's uh, narrative, which could also be Naxx, Excuse me, Acts. <laughs> Acts, read that one. <laughs> Acts and the Gospels. Yeah. And then there's the Epistles, which the Epistles is just a word for letters uh, written by Paul, Peter, and John, and I think a few others. Awesome. So, Love that. So so these th- now how does that actually bear weight on your reading plan? Okay, don't just read like apocalyptic literature, mm. all right? Get into some of the Epistles because those are letters to early believers. That's us, by the way, like in the grand scheme of things, but we're, we're the church in that sense. And so things like we always recommend... Galatians, Ephesians, Philippians.
1: I think there are yeah, I think there are plans out there that might be mm-hmm. more user-friendly from the beginning.
0: But like if you if you go into one genre too heavily, it it tends to imbalance your view and your um I know that if I'm reading Psalms, I feel great, but there's not a lot of depth there. And there's depth right. there, but Psalms lend themselves to like feeling and and getting right. your emotions is... kind of riled up and identifying with the author and and Proverbs, I feel like if I just read Proverbs, then I'm just like it just feels it feels like I'm uh, living very militantly. Sure. But you got to
1: be careful with those feelings, too, because, again, I think we need to— they're,
0: they're, But they're valid. They're valid. I'm not <laughs> saying you stop reading. I'm saying that you say, okay, I'm going to temper Proverbs with some of the epistles and maybe some of the gospels. Right, and, right, and just, which is
1: why a reading plan can be very beneficial right. because many, right. many, 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 many smart people <laughs> ahead of us— have written these things and come together as big groups because right they see they have seen the need right so mm-hmm. chronological there's reading groups there's looping there's genre genres i keep saying genres i don't know why <laughs> genres we're going
0: um, first john right now right? <laughs> <laughs> just, so, genre i'm in john
1: too <laughs> okay, wait second john Yep. um <laughs> smudgeness smudgeness so yeah so my reading plan right now is a nine month plan through the bible and so it's a minimum of about six chapters a day which is awesome Mm -hmm. uh it did start out with psalm 119 so that was the first reading (laughs) so it's not like six chapters yeah that's like over 100 verses um so kind of some pros and cons about um reading plans i think the amount of time again we're talking about bulk here so the amount of time is important to recognize and I don't know that you there's you could be spending your time doing anything better. Um, I'll just argue that hmm. um, reading than reading your Bible. So yes, it's plus and minus. How does that look in my day when it's crazy? It looks like maybe in the morning before the baby wakes up, I can read a few verses and then I have to put it down, and and maybe at yeah. nap time I can put it back up, or maybe when I'm doing the dishes at night I can turn it on audibly because there is I I know that listening to it is different than reading it. But sometimes when I'm in Leviticus or Numbers or Deuteronomy, listening to it actually gives me more of an idea of what is happening. Hearing it read aloud to me um, is very encouraging. You can get
0: choked up on some of the names, too. Oh, gosh, yeah. It just helps you kind of get through it. Uh, You know, and you can know full well that if you were able to take the time and study, that those names would make sense and they would have a context. Which is so
1: beautiful, right? We're never going to grow out of reading and knowing and understanding Mm -hmm. the Bible and God's Word. So Uh another— at times important pro and con is, um, falling behind can feel discouraging. I think we've all had that, right? Uh Like we've all fallen behind and there's a catch up day or a rest day or whatever, but I think there's a good part of this feeling discouraged, right?
0: Yeah. I mean, that's why you have the plan, right? So if you deviate from the plan, you're going to feel like you deviated from the plan. And I think the key in that is in that instance is to recognize, okay, I missed it. Why did I miss it? I was too busy today. Or I didn't prioritize it today or I fell asleep uh, or whatever that and you just say, OK, well, I'm just going to hop back on the wagon and I'm going to just dive right in where right. I left off and, I just not, wanna... and just not get lost in that. Oh, I can't. I got to read twice as much today. No, just just pick up where you left off. You missed a day. Yeah, that's grace. Now get back on it. And God is still. But good. I also
1: do think that it's OK to feel some of those feelings. Right. But we just shouldn't don't... just be like, oh, it's OK. I'm still a good person, which that's a huge problem. Okay. Bad phrase. In Nobody's itself. saying that, though. Nobody's no, saying that. No, but I am they're... saying that some people, it's easy for us to kind of wash over and just gloss over, like, oops, didn't read it. And I want us to, I, I guess I just want there to be some element of conviction there and not, yeah, and just I agree. allowing space for the Holy Spirit to, to walk us through those feelings and not just ignore them, but I, I con- guess.
0: Conviction is productive, yes. shame is not. There it is, right there. And so if you're feeling shame and condemnation, that's not yours to carry. Mm-hmm conviction is good yes but just get it back on your feet that's the thing yeah and no one's you're you're not going to hell jesus still loves you you're still you're still on track yes just just get back to the bible just start reading again yeah um to me that's helpful to hear because i would yeah absolutely
1: a pro and i don't think it really has a con but the habit building of that happens when you are in a reading plan Mm -hmm. uh i think the first couple weeks can tend to be Hard, like anything new or that's kind of out of your rhythm, it's difficult. <laughs> but the more you do it, honestly, I've been in, in there for two months now and it's just, I can't do it without, I can't do it, go a day without it now. Yeah. It just feels like there's this gaping hole and I need to, I need to go to God's word every day, every day, every day. And you, you don't, you start to recognize the hunger. You start to recognize the the shortcomings and yeah. how much you just, we just need God's word. I
0: remember uh, two months ago, when you were diving into this, and you were just like, "I n- I feel like I need to do this. I feel like I need to," and you and you're like, "But I just don't know how I'm gonna make it happen." And I remember distinctly saying to you, "It'll get easier. Like you'll you're just like you'll get stronger. Yeah, just like lifting weights, just like anything else, you will get stronger. Your tolerance will rise, and you'll feel like this is now the bar as mm-hmm. opposed to." Uh, which at the time I don't think you were doing like, hardly any Bible reading. Just I was very, just very trying minimal. to get through
1: like the Gospels to know Jesus more and more. Um, and but it, it was like a chapter a day, maybe, you know, and just feeling like I was just struggling. But when you have this, mm. it was it meant that the first thing that I picked up to read had to be the Bible, and that's just how it is. Like I and I, I'm so grateful
0: mm. for that. So uh, yeah, perfect analogy. Quickly is you went for a run yesterday, and <laughs> today <laughs> you're like oh, I'm so sore, <laughs> guys.
1: It's been a while. <laughs> I think I ran last week once that was two weeks ago, but you'll get stronger and and
0: anything you start like that, it's it's going to be rough, but you you learn and you you grow. Yes. But so often we give up because you're like, yeah, I don't want to be sore like that ever again. And so,
1: right. We don't push through to actually, um,
0: to get through to the growth, the life giving and the growth
1: and the fruit. Uh, the I think you wanted to talk real quick. So we topicals and book studies. I think you already talked about this mm-hmm. and, and just going through short stuff is also yeah. good to go deep. But right now we're just talking about bulk and the benefits of that. Overarching themes in scripture become mm-hmm. clear also. I I think I'm I'm seeing much more of the character of God, yeah. um, the reverence that's been lost, I think, even by us as Christians for God. Mm-hmm. Uh, for the last days, mm-hmm. for being um in his presence, wholly and completely. I mean, that's yeah. massive. It's massive. And there is just so much in this world that is trying to dilute and distract mm-hmm. and just dismiss this whole idea, calling yeah. it a fairy tale or something that's not actually going to happen and trying to convince our hearts and our minds of this. And the more I'm in it, the more yeah. I am excited for that day. So yeah. the one thing you want to talk about was devotionals.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So they have their place. We've written, we've written five some. of them. Oh, <laughs> we've written five devotionals, and they, you know, we still want people to read those, and we still like we're not going to pull them off the shelves. <laughs> but here's the thing with devotionals, right? Is they tend to be really topical. Mm-hmm. We write marriage devotionals that are around prayer and around pursuit and around being two as one. Uh, but the devotional in itself is milk. It's not. It's not steak. Yeah. It's milk. Yeah. It's someone is is bottle feeding you, namely whoever's written it. Uh, taking a verse, talking through it, helping you process and apply it. And that's all really good. The problem is you sit down for dinner and you just give someone a huge glass of milk and that's all they have. They're going to be hungry in like a half hour Hmm. and they're going to have to go to the bathroom. (laughs) Pee. (laughs) In case you're wondering, number one or number two, (laughs) number one. Uh, but if you sit down to dinner and you say, here's the steak, it's the main course. Yeah. Also milk is awesome and you can have some of that and here's some dessert and you can and it's a main course the pro, the thing you you will be sustained mm. with that that is a meal that yeah. is something that will feed your soul and that is something that will that, that will tie you over yeah. until the next meal you can't ever stop eating meals and so i think of it as diluted word and I, that's kind of a that has a pejorative sort of imp, imp, uh, tone to it connotation connotation thank you yes uh, but when <laughs> It can be diluted. Like a lot of times we read um, like paraphrased scriptures and things. Mm, it's like, yeah. we, guys, we got to trust God's word to do what God's word yeah. does. And that's yeah. why we we submit to it. We invest. Not We don't just spend our time reading God's word. We invest our time. Mm. We just, we invest more than we're, a lot of times we have to mm-hmm. spend. Mm-hmm. A lot of times we just take our disposable time and we just sprinkle it a little bit here and there, a little bit on Netflix, a little bit on the Internet, a little mm. bit on God's word, maybe, and whatever. So we're saying don't don't just – if you, if, you're, if you only have a little bit to give, to devote, uh, devote it to God's word. D- yeah, God's word. Devotions aren't necessarily your actual devotions, mm. right? So, so devotionals, I should say. So we're a bit radical in that, I think. Maybe not. I don't know. I feel like that's off the main line of Christian kind of popular thinking. Devotions can kind of replace your study of God's word. Uh, we just reject that. We reject yeah. that. You need the raw word of God more than anything else. Devotionals are great for supplementing or introducing hmm. the truths of God. Yeah. Okay. Okay. All right. So we've talked through that types of reading plans. Okay. So why should we read our bibles well, ultimately to glorify God? Okay. Have we even brought scripture into this yet? <laughs> I I'm
1: pretty sure I did, but
0: uh, Hebrews 4:12.
1: Oh, we we read to read it. for the Word of it was God, at the beginning
0: for the Word of God is living and active, sharper than any two-edged sword piercing to the division of soul and of spirit of joints and of marrow, and discerning the thoughts and intentions of the heart, and no creature is hidden from his sight, but all are naked and exposed to the eyes of him to whom we must give account mm. okay, that we c- <laughs> it's so <laughs> ironic. <laughs>
1: I had that right at the top in the beginning. And we, we just we glossed We're just over so it. we so excited to talk about the Bible. We um, didn't even read the Bible to you So all.
0: The benefits of reading your Bible, okay? And that's so, it's grating to say, we don't read the Bible because of its benefits. We read it because it's how we know God. We read it because we want to know God, and he has given it to us to know him by. Mm. So that's the benefit of reading the Bible. <laughs> how does it actually change our marriage? Yeah. Uh, well, it softens our hearts, OK, it the God's word, if we submit ourselves to it, we are humbled yeah, and we grow in our fear of the Lord, fear of the Lord, not being afraid. We are afraid of God because he's God. We're not. But a fear and that reverence for uh-huh. what he said and who he is and who he has said we are to be in light of what he has done. Hmm. That grows and humbles us. Yes. It sanctifies us. What happens when you're humbled and sanctified in marriage? Does marriage get better or worse? <laughs> it gets better. It's a lot better. <laughs> Will it get worse before it gets better? Maybe, especially if you've been Probably. living in sin and right. especially if you've been hiding sin and you know that now you need to confess the sin, mm. that's going to be hard. But you know what? Feeling hard doesn't mean it's not getting better. Right. Sometimes something feels hard because it's getting better and you've and you're, you're no longer avoiding Selena. You're terrible. <laughs> <laughs> Sometimes, ah, <goodness>. <laughs> <laughs> Sometimes things feel difficult because they're getting better. How's that? <laughs> Weirdo. <laughs> okay. That <laughs> was on, I was on a good Okay. So the point I'm trying to make is that Uh, it's going to being humbled by God's word and letting it bear its weight on our lives is going to uh, sanctify us, which will make our marriage. Well, And I want to
1: dispel this idea that like reading our Bible is going to eliminate all of our problems and feelings of frustration and all of that. Definitely not. I mean, some of it is a byproduct. Yes, we can alleviate some of the, our quarrels and fights and conflicts just simply by God doing what he does in our hearts, right? Softening them, giving us more patience. Um, But Sometimes we are – there are external struggles that are causing us stress, causing us anxiety, and we just need to honor God and bring him glory in how we get through them, how we are stewarding these hard hmm. times. How how are we hmm. – you said the chief end of man was that catechism. What is the chief end of, of man yeah. is to glorify God and how do we glorify him? Um, through our obedience like through knowing what faith is and who it comes from knowing the motivations for why we're trying to reconcile with our husband or what reconcile you know for you to me because god is a god of reconciliation this is these are his ways the world is very different If, Mm -hmm. if if you're in the world and you have no plumb line of god and his word and morality it's it's not your. your that's not going to be mm. your response. Your response is going to be like, "You hurt me. Cut. We're done. Through. I don't need to talk to you. I'm going to block you. I'm going to, whatever. Right. Cancel. Cancel you. Yes. So knowing that we always belong to Him, we have mm. the means to glorify Him daily in how we face these challenges. Mm. We have the means. God has given us. It's powerful. The means, and we don't have to be perfect. We our house does not have to be clean. I'm just talking to myself. Things do not have to be in order for us to experience. God's goodness, his fullness, his grace in our lives. It's yeah. often in those moments and in our daily lives where he, um, I feel like he becomes, him, knowing him becomes more, is it visceral? That would be the right word. Sure. Just more augmented. Like his goodness is mm. growing and it's bright and you can see it and experience it.
0: Mm. Yeah. So, I mean, again, talking through tangible, like, what are the benefits of reading? <laughs> I mean, these are so like a few of cheeky right? to is. say that, it but, is. and so, uh, disorienting to say that, but yeah. the, the bottom line is that what benefits don't come <laughs> right? by being under God's word and being yeah. in God's word. That's a better question. And so one of the things we have here, uh, you model it to each other. Mm. Okay. When I see Selena reading, uh, the word, I feel sweet conviction and mm. the fact that I want to lead her well. So, mm. Like we almost, there's almost this one-upmanship that is, I think, really healthy in that. And, yeah. and, and, you know, there are times when that's more intense than others. I think also modeling it for your kids yeah. is really important. Uh, we want our kids to grow up with memories of gathering around scripture, not just around Easter and Christmas, right. but well, all the time. Not and, just
1: memories, but it's a habit that's formed yes. in their life at a very young age. Yeah. Reading God's Word So I word think daily. in terms of
0: memories, but that hopefully by God's grace will translate into their own values and in their own habits. Um, so, uh, what what benefits can't be had? I guess there, there aren't there aren't many things that there's no detractors to reading God's word. Like there's mm. no there's no cons to it. Um, one of the cons I will say is that given the volume we've been reading, I'm actually falling way behind in my seminary reading. <laughs> it's just not as interesting.
1: So, I, what did I tell you to tell your professors?
0: <laughs> <What>? <laughs> I've fallen behind, and yeah, so I've, because
1: I'm reading the Bible. Yeah. So well, ironically,
0: the course I'm in right now is Bible survey. So. <laughs> <laughs> Lots of irony happening I'm like Over here. I'm reading the Bible but not getting the material. So it's, yeah. Anyway, that could be a con, but I'll, I'll, I'll put that con onto work or something <laughs> later. I'll just blow off work or sleep or something. So a couple's conversation challenge. Um, read your Bible. That's it. Uh-huh. Uh, and so I think ta- tangibly speaking, uh, think about what kind of plan would work for you. Mm-hmm. And here's the challenge, the, the honest challenge is think in terms of bulk. Yeah. Okay, so you're going to want to get through the Bible in a period of time. 9 months to 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 18 months I think is a very reasonable period mm-hmm. of time to get through the Bible from intensity levels you could 18 months to 2 years. Is not a very intense right. uh, reading plan. And that's fine. And what what then I would encourage you to do is after two months of doing that, revisit it. Right. And maybe think of up upping the ante a little bit. I
1: think Tim Challies has, a, he has like a light reading where you can start to like the obsessive reader. So there's different reading plans that he's kind of laid out, which is yeah. pretty helpful. And just there. do a search
0: on Google Challies, C-H-E, excuse me, C-H-A-L-L-I-E-S, Bible reading plan. There was one more thing
1: I wanted to say about... Reading together. Okay. Not, if you can find, if you can make the time in the Mm. morning, your schedules allow or that night read together. That's awesome. Even read aloud together if you want. But the thing is, is that you are reading. So like Brian and I read at different times of the day just because of the way our days look. But we always have a touch point at some point in the day where we're nah. talking about it. So, and we're not reading the same
0: thing, right? That's, That's what another, I mean. Yes. So together doesn't mean you're reading the same thing. Doesn't necessarily it just means that you're mean you're both you valuing can. the same thing. Yes. Yes. And so I just I read Ezra and parts of uh, Second Chronicles, and you're in uh,
1: Numbers and John, First John, no, yeah, Second John, and
0: I'm just finishing up Peter and Revelation. Yeah. So the the point is is that we're reading swaths of scripture alongside one another the mm-hmm. swaths are not the same. Yeah. And then when we get together we talk through that and I listen and we process and we actually uh we 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 mull over yeah. like Leviticus was really hard. So we talked we had a lot of good conversations around yeah. that. Yeah. So, that's so your they challenge. can
1: be the same swaths, but yeah. if they're not, that's great too. Okay. So
0: so take that to your spouse and say, "Hey, I think we should Think about this, be reading in bulk, uh, maybe revamping our devotional strategy. Uh, here's a few reading plans that I think could work for us. Let's spend a week, uh, maybe researching and praying about this and and then committing to it. And then I would just recommend that you give yourselves at least a month before slowing anything down and just, and then reevaluate after a month or two.
1: Well, I'll do six weeks. I'd say six weeks.
0: Okay. All right. Let me pray. Okay. Lord, I thank you for your word that you have revealed yourself to us, um, that you've given us this gift of your revelation and it is good for our salvation Mm. and it's good for knowing your character it's good for honoring you it's good for obeying you and being close to you and you have drawn near to us so i pray that you would well up in us and in the listeners of this podcast well up in us a serious deep desire to know you through your word Mm -hmm. to devote ourselves to the reading of your word and to the study of your scriptures god i pray for the wife who's feeling discouraged she's she's hearing this and thinking There's no way my husband's going to buy into this. I pray that you give her hope in in your heart changing power, Holy Spirit. Mm -hmm. I pray for the husband who feels like he's lost the ability to lead his wife, that there's no way that she would go alongside him in a journey like this. I pray that you give him boldness and courage to lead her with integrity and with conviction and with clarity and that you would change hearts. You would soften hearts through Mm. the reading of scripture. You would soften our hearts and the hearts of our spouses. In Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. All right, ladies and gentlemen, thanks for tuning in to the Fierce Marriage Podcast. This episode is in the can. We'll see you again in about seven days. Until then.
1: Stay fierce. Mm-hmm.
0: Thank you for listening to the Fierce Marriage Podcast.